0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Garden Life Podcast. We are the and Dax. So
1: we're on a journey of discovering what it means to live whole spirit, soul, and body.
0: So listen along, watch us, and enjoy the journey. All right, here we go.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: Another episode.
1: Welcome back. Hope you had a great week. Yep. And today's going to be your best week yet, okay? Gee. I believe it. Wow. It's almost Christmas. How can it be it bad? It is almost Christmas. You basically are just coasting for another few weeks. <laughs>
0: <you know? laughs> that feeling when you're just slowing down.
1: The f- it's the strangest part, well, at least in America, from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yeah. Because you have to tell yourself, like, the in-between isn't holiday. It like is. You, between Thanksgiving and Christmas? Kind of. It's just like you still kind of want to eat whatever you want and do nothing. And it's like, well, you probably should still be productive for a whole month before Christmas. Well,
0: I love that your family has their trees up and it's all Christmassy because you literally feel and then you go and have a nice meal. So you go and you feel like you're having Christmas. Then you go home for 30 days and then you go back and you actually have. Yeah, basically.
1: That's nice. But this in-between time is like. I don't mind it. Am I supposed to get stuff done? I don't feel like it.
0: I don't mind it. I like it. I I stay jolly.
1: Well, speaking of Christmas, right off the bat, let's just share what's the best Christmas gift you've ever gotten.
0: I'll never forget it.
1: (laughs) If if it's not what I've gotten you, I don't want to hear it.
0: It's definitely not what you've gotten me. Wow. I'll never forget this Christmas. I think I was, I'm picturing I was 10, biggest tomboy. I open a Batman costume. My mom still has it. It's like legit.
1: Like cape, mask.
0: Everything. So I'm- pu- Did I, you ask for that? Yeah, so I was obsessed with Batman. <laughs> so I put my Batman costume on, and then my parents got me a go-kart. Yeah, it looks like a pedal go-kart. Yeah. But it was the coolest thing ever. So for, And then the old house we used to live in had kind of like a circle, like you could lap. So I literally put my Batman outfit on and gotten my go-kart. It was yellow and black don't think my parents still have that very sad but we i used to do like loops and loops and loops that's pretty i'm accurate. actually really upset about that i hope they still have it i, I think i would have shown your parents you keep
1: everything so
0: i know liberty sleeps in my crib when we go home so cute anyway okay tell me about your best
1: You're, so you didn't want catwoman you wanted batman
0: no i was not nice, a girly girl yeah
1: um mine hmm The best one I've got... So I have four older brothers. Yeah. So sometimes, like, we all just kind of get something that we can all do. Okay. Like, it's, like, one big gift that, like, all of us are going to like. Yeah. And I remember one year, um, we all, like, just started opening. and We all started getting hockey stuff. Like, we were all really into hockey. Nice. So, like, one of my brothers got goalie pads.
0: Is this ice hockey?
1: Well, we had to play roller where we were. Okay. But it was really cold outside, like frosty on the ground and stuff, so we kind of felt like it. Lonely. So One of my brothers was like a goalie, and he got pads and then like a helmet. Some which, of us. Which got, brother was a goalie? I think RJ. Okay. Um, He's the one right above me. And then so we each got something, cool stick, a puck, whatever it was, and so we all just went out because that's what's awesome about having – five boys it's mm-hmm. like we can go out and play any sport like that's there's cool. enough people to play so we went out and we played hockey and we would always just rick like the goals were between two shoes and then my brother didn't get the chest guard so we shoved a pillow in a shirt oh my god and we just rip the puck at him like nice. it was awesome so like the gift was cool but like to be able to just do that with all my brothers on christmas day was epic
0: that's awesome yeah. Way to paint the picture. Thanks. Sounds fantastic.
1: Well, that's why we do what we do. <laughs> but there's a chance that this Christmas could be the best Christmas gift ever that I get, right? I have a good idea. Well. You gotta <laughs> you gotta top some hockey gear.
0: I can definitely do that. Okay.
1: Um we can play well, Christmas together. Let's get into it. Last week we talked about kind of really what our experience of Hearing God's voice, how we've navigated our life together, it's kind of been all over the place.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed that.
1: Awesome. But Mm -hmm. really just trusting God, knowing that we hear His voice, um, really just having the conversation around, is God real? Like, can He talk to you? Is He present? So we really just kind of gave you examples of what we've experienced when we met and things like that. That was really, really cool. Yeah. Things that God's done in our life. So today... We kind of want to go a little more broad and really dive into like the foundation of garden life, like what we actually believe. Yeah. Because one of the things that we can all observe is like what's going on in the world right now probably isn't where we thought we would be or even where we would want to be. Like there's a lot of crap going on.
0: Yeah. A little bit of doom and gloom happening, even in (laughs) Ireland.
1: Even in Ireland, yeah, Mm -hmm. with the riots that just happened, burn down the Lewis.
0: I know. Seeing the Lewis Black on social media was super sad. Yeah. The Lewis is like the train station back home, but... Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's a lot of just division, a lot of my opinion against yours, a lot of hate, a lot of violence, like... I mean, we're honestly living in a time that we probably didn't think we'd ever end up in. Right. Like the crap we're fighting over, the politics, the greed, the power. It's just honestly complete chaos.
0: I was going to say it's really sad, but yes.
1: Well, yeah, it is extremely sad. I, like,
0: mean, I mean, it's definitely not the world that God intended to create or for us to live in. Yeah. Like carnage is another word.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's honestly what we want to get into is have the conversation of like, okay, well, how do we get out of it? Yeah. How do we get out of this path of destruction, like even what's going on in Israel and Hamas and Gaza, all that stuff, like what can we do as a society? Because that's happening over there. We can make posts about it on social media, say our opinion, but like what can we actually do to change things that are happening? So that's kind of what we want to get into on today's podcast is what can we change? What can we shift? just as individuals, as groups of people, how do we get away from the path that we're on as a society? As a world, how can we stop this path of destruction, of violence, of division? Um, and this goes back to what we believe for Garden Life. Like, we believe that we can actually go back to a place where these things didn't exist. Yeah. We can actually go back to the way God originally intended for humanity to live.
0: Well, I mean, just as you're talking, I'm like, identity, it keeps coming to mind. If we all knew who we were, what were we created for, what purpose we have on Mm -hmm. this earth, then we'd be going after that. Yeah. We wouldn't have time to go after all this crap. I
1: mean, you're exactly right. Identity is the thing that can get us out of this mess, is individuals, groups of people that understand who they were created to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And a group of people that decide to stop buying into this life that society says is going to fulfill you, satisfy you, when it actually only leaves you wanting more or it just leaves you completely broken and empty.
0: Reminds me of my story my whole entire life, Um, chasing every single thing that the world told me was amazing and would bring fruit and freedom and success and joy and happiness um because as we all know that's what I chased my entire life was just happiness yeah so um I believed every lie that social media said and that people around me said and that the news said I mean if you watch the news now I mean <laughs> I'm only joking <laughs> I just can't do it's it It's hectic. Yeah. um but I want to talk about the three things for me that um just interrupted my whole entire life and purpose which was guys Blake knows my story it's okay Lovely, yeah. um success and then also social media so starting with guys um Literally my whole life, I thought that when I would find the one, I would be complete. If any of my friends are listening, they might be giggling because literally the only thing that I would talk about was guys because this was my entire goal. Mm-hmm. My parents are so unbelievably in love. My dad says, time without your mom's time wasted. Freaking sweet. They're yeah. obsessed with each other. I love it. Your parents the same. It's incredible mm-hmm. to look up to. But... I now think that I'm incomplete until I find someone like my dad. So my whole entire life, my purpose was to find Blake Duffendag. <laughs>
1: Hello.
0: My whole entire life. Um. Anyway, I think a lot of people know my story that a couple of years before I met Blake, I finally got to the point of feeling whole and feeling content. But that took me, I would say I started, Thinking about guys and who I was going to marry when I was, I don't know, five or six. Honestly, the princess, the dream, getting married one day up until 26. Hmm. Like 20 years of my life was consumed by this. So I flew to different countries because maybe he's here, maybe he's there. Anyway, I've told my story before.
1: It controlled your life.
0: It controlled my entire life. Yeah. So there might have, God might have had this purpose for my life, but no matter what, I was going to find my guy first. Hmm. So that was one thing. Second one was success. So um, I honestly don't think I really cared about that much until I became a personal trainer. um, And my success was unfortunately in how I looked and then in how my business was doing. There's nothing wrong with having a very successful business. It's actually an incredible, incredible thing. Um, But again... It all just got to my head, how I looked, my image, all of that, how successful I looked and how successful I was. how many followers this and is And how
1: people perceived you too.
0: Oh gosh, how people looked yeah. at me and what they thought of me <clears> and I couldn't stand if someone didn't like me and I wanted everyone to think I look good. And gosh, I mean, I was completely consumed. Good
1: grief. <laughs> Even just hearing you list all those things, I'm exhausted.
0: I know, uh, that whole entire world. Um, so success in every area consumed me. Yeah. But social media was what I would say like robbed me from my calling. Social media... Again, I'm sure some people know, I used to put up plenty of pictures that I shouldn't have put up, just kind of selling my transformation because I did lose a bunch of weight and I looked a lot better. Um again, turning a good thing into just a mm. wrong nasty thing. Um so built yeah, all I cared about was building my social media. I moved to another I left my family and all my friends and moved to another country to try and get more followers for social media. Mm. <laughs> like that's crazy crazy. so social media ran my life yeah so guys ran my life finding a guy success ran my life and what that looked like and then social media I mean really grabbed hold of me Mm. and that was all that mattered now when I'm in when I when I that's that was the pinnacle of when I go to Bali and I'm in the pits and I'm sick and I'm miserable that's when I turn to God and literally like oh no hands up I was wrong. I spent my whole entire life doing the wrong, like following the wrong thing. And I just, it was just so empty. I know I've said this before, but I lived a life without God in it. And there was this huge void in my heart that I was trying, and you do fill it for seasons for maybe five minutes. You pull this and you try and fill it. And then you pull this and you try and fill it. And then that goes and that goes. Um, but when I gave my life to God, I kind of say my second yes, when I was about 26 in Australia that one time, um, everything just changed for me. No longer cared what I look like. No longer cared what people thought of me. No longer cared about success, but everything, like it just didn't matter anymore. Mm. And I was, I felt like I was being filled up in a way that I'd never been filled up before. Mm. Can't rob my joy now, man. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going anywhere.
1: Well, it's just crazy. I don't know if
0: that's what you wanted to know, but yeah, <laughs> it came no, to exactly.
1: mind. Well, the whole point is like, you will keep continuing this cycle of chasing the next thing. Yes, it trying is Trying to cycle. fill this void yeah. that, was an, that was originally intended when you were created to be filled by God. Mm-hmm. Which you can shake your head or think whatever you want to think hearing that. But like, we were created in his image. We were created to be in relationship with him. I mean, it's, it's what you said about like, oh, you might've sat in it for five minutes and felt like, oh, I do feel a void. And then you would hurry and try to grab something to not Mm -hmm. feel it anymore. I mean, we do that as a society all the time. Right. It may not be this huge thing, but it's like, we're dissatisfied, we're discontent. So we're going to go to food or we're going to go to social media. I was just about to
0: say, like (laughs) Blake's life, it wasn't perfect, but it was better than mine. Let's just be honest. However, I bet. 110% 110% you ran to Chick-fil-A every time you felt sad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, food always put me in a good mood. Oh my god! No matter what I was feeling, I'm like...
0: That's hilarious. If I
1: just go to a restaurant, I'm going to have a great time and have good food. And yeah. All my worries are gone. And then they just come back. Yeah. Um, it's very true. But we go to all these things to find comfort, whatever. Um, and it can just spiral until you come to the end of like, okay, nothing that I was told that would satisfy me, that would right. make my life better, that would fill this void. None of it ever did. And I, like the whole point of today is we're a part of all these different systems that have been created to fill that void. Yeah. Like live by your truth or, um, I mean, getting, be whoever in, you want to be, yeah, getting into being spiritual, but not believing in God. Like, basically dealing with demonic stuff. Yeah, People are going and doing ayahuasca and having trips to try to find God or a higher power. And it's like all of these things are counterfeits. All of these things are systems, beliefs, whatever that have been put in place to try to fill the void that was created for God. What we believe in garden life. Garden life is all about restoration like it's about we are being restored back to our creator we're being restored back to the way we were originally intended to live and i believe that that not only can change a person but that can also change a society with this belief of if we could just go back to what god originally intended and say hey let's do it your way yeah i would i have a passion to see what would happen yeah what will happen i believe
0: amen it is crazy that like, I'm, you know, I'm always thinking of Ireland, I'm always thinking of home a, a bunch, of, bunch of the time on these podcasts, um, but how things are put in place back home. Like, literally, if you say that you're going to church, like, it's like a curse word. It's like, yeah. ooh, kind of gives you the shivers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ooh, you're going to church. What do you mean you're going to? Ch- what do you mean? Like, are you actually going to church? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, we're I partying last night. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, it's just funny. It's like, um, it's just not sexy. It's just not sexy to believe in mm. God. Like, you, it's just easy. And it's easier not to. Sure. It's, it's not sexy. Um, it's not truth. All these things have been put in place to just say, like, you're crazy. Come with us. Live in the world. God's not real. If he doesn't even think about it, think about it when you're older or, you know, when someone dies yeah. and you can pray or someone's like.
1: If things get really bad, then we'll try. Yeah, it.
0: you just you're just kind of taught never to think about
1: it. Yeah. So we go back to the garden. We believe that God created Man, he created Adam, then he created Eve. He made this beautiful place for him, said, You can eat of everything, but don't eat this one tree. And it's like, Well, why would he put something in there for people to mess up? And it's like, Because God wanted relationship, he didn't want slaves. That's a misinterpretation in and of itself. It's, like
0: free will, is that yeah, a, yeah? Like,
1: people think that God's like, Do as I say, or I'm gonna spite you, or you're gonna go to hell if you mess up. And right. it's like, Okay, if we look back. The way it was originally created, he he did it as so that humanity would have a choice. They could choose to stay in relationship with him. He wanted a back and forth. That's what relationship is. It can't right. be one-sided. And so Adam and Eve, obviously, we know they disobeyed. They ate the fruit, and then this was like the fall of man. So this is when shame entered... Condemnation, sickness, anxiety, like all of these things entered the world because of that one thing, because now there was separation between God and humanity. Right. This is the struggle that we all deal with or have dealt with is being separated from God. So from that point on, when the fall happened, God actually went on a mission to get his people back.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like sending Jesus, that whole thing was designed so that we could Be back in relationship with our creator, yeah. So that, like you said, we can be fulfilled again, we can know who we truly are, who we were created to be.
0: Like, that's why we say in our declarations, like, Jesus died to bring us back to a garden life,
1: right? Exactly. And then we also say, God is in us, so He's always with us. Like, we believe that we hear His voice, He tells us who we are. Like, we're back where we were supposed to be. There is no void.
0: Is that why I feel so good because it was how it was intended to be? Like it's how we created us to be is be in that intimate relationship with him.
1: It just takes the pressure off. Like I don't have to try to become what people think I should or have to please everybody. It's just like.
0: And if you don't define yourself, someone else will. That In a heartbeat. Yeah. The next day somebody else. The next day somebody else. Like the world will define Uh, you if you don't define yourself and you don't even know who you are.
1: Yeah. So good
0: luck. Because I and, struggled with that my whole yeah, life.
1: <laughs> that's every single day. Like if you're a parent, it's like on social media, like you watch one video and you're like, I'm the worst freaking parent ever. Yeah. Like, and then that could be your identity now. Is like, I'm never going to be that good parent. Yeah. I'm never going to have that perfect kid or I'm never going to be that good at my job. I'm never going to be able to fully provide for my family. Like these are the things we're attacked and we be- with and every be- single day.
0: And then we believe it. Right, And that becomes our identity. Well, sorry, I know you just said that, but it is scary how that we becomes our identity. Like we literally start to wear that mask. We wear that outfit that is who we are. Yeah. Like when I was a personal trainer, I literally was like, I'm a personal trainer. It's like, hey, my name is Vicky. I'm a personal trainer. Like, that's who I was. My whole identity was in that. Hmm. Like you should just know what that means because yeah. that's who I am. Hmm. But then you're not in a couple of weeks. And in our identity, we need to know who created us. We need to know what we're created for. That helps us so much with our purpose and with where we're going. Yeah. And then what we do daily can change. I was a stay-at-home mom for a while. I was a personal trainer for a while. I'm looking after health and wellness in a company right now. Like, it just changes. But if, but that's fun. it is funny, because, and of course, it's a natural answer. I'm sure I would still do the same thing. But when someone says like, Oh yeah, I'm Robbie. I'm a doctor. It's like our whole identity is that we're a doctor. Yeah. Like it's, it's in what we do. Um, anyway, again, just some, just something so small that we say every day that kind of tricks us because when you lose that job, you're literally, you, you completely spiral cause you're not, yeah. you aren't that anymore.
1: Well, it's even like, it's even mistakes. Like you can end up creating an identity because you made a mistake. Like you might have done something wrong and then all of a sudden it's like, well, that's just who I am. And then you start forming and you start believing like I'm that mistake. I'm this whatever. And then your behavior starts to recreate the same thing well, that you well. hated that you did. Right? Um, well, that's just who
0: I am. Yeah. I'm just a prick. or Exactly. And I'm
1: you a- never like overcome it because you stayed there and you've built an identity around it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's very dangerous. And that's the whole point is I feel like that's where society has gotten is we've created these identities that were never meant to even be attached to us
0: yeah cuz when you say you are something you kind of become a exactly. we talked about that's the power the, problem. the power yes. in declarations
1: yeah when you're like i mean like if you're brought up and you think a group of people are the enemy a group of people are the problem you start building your identity you start believing that that's actually true. Yeah, we're right,
0: they're wrong, they're evil. The
1: lens that you see life through is now that those people are the problem. And so when those people do something, or if they don't do something, you will jump at the opportunity to accuse them, to fight them, whatever. Like we see that society is in this place because of a lack of identity. Yeah. So the whole point of all this is picturing, imagining, believing like, oh, we can actually restore creation. We can actually restore what's going on in the world by a group of people that understand who they really are, who they truly were created to be, a group of people that are completely content, satisfied, fulfilled with who they are as an individual.
0: Just reminding me again of... um like feeling like I was incomplete my whole life and never whole and you always said you felt the same like you're reaching for all these things to complete you and the most peaceful and joyful and most content I've ever felt was when I finally realized that I was a whole person I didn't need something else to fill me and I didn't need to find a guy to fill me and I didn't need success to fill me like I used to not be able to sit by myself on the couch by myself at home because I'd be be so anxious. Like...
1: You just couldn't be alone. No. Period.
0: Yeah. I'd be alone in my thoughts. I'd be in so much fear, turmoil. I just, like, I would have to fill my life, my day, my hour, my minute with something. Mm. Um, But when I got to that place of wholeness, of just being whole, and we're always working on it, but getting to a place of near wholeness in spirit, soul, body, like... Gosh, you can just breathe. I remember being able to breathe for the first time when I got back from when I got back from Australia and I was home for that year. I spent a lot of time by myself um and in prayer and seeing what's next in my life. And it was blissful. Yeah. I didn't have one worry. I remember um a script I was driving to Wexford, so have this little beach house in in Wexford. Sorry, it's like 45. I just presume everyone's Irish that's listening. I'm so sorry. I know there's a bunch of people that support us here and I (laughs) love you guys. So I'm going to give you context this week. So that's about 45 minutes from Dublin. So I was driving down by myself on my birthday. My auntie was down there and I was going to go say hey to her. And, you know, didn't want to go out and party or whatever. Just wanted to get in the car and listen to some good old worship music. I'm driving down and I probably know about three three Bible verses off by heart. And I just feel like I'm going to start saying one of them. So Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, um, then because you belong to Christ Jesus, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. Mm. So God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. And this peace will control the way you think and feel. It says, this peace will control the way you think and feel. And it gave language to what I've been feeling for the past year. I felt like I was just like, <laughs> talk about head in the clouds. I have never felt so much peace.
1: Hmm.
0: Not It didn't matter what other people were thinking about me. Yeah. I wasn't striving. I wasn't trying to be something I'm not. I was just me, yeah. who God created me to be. I was so bloody peaceful. And I'll never forget realizing that like, Oh, what the Bible says, what that scripture says, like is how I'm feeling. It was just an incredible feeling. It was one of the ones that I, I had learned. Anyway, it was just that sweet realization of gosh, the peace that you can feel. Yeah. The peace that you can feel All when you time. know God.
1: Mm-hmm. Gosh, even when stuff isn't perfect.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I was just by myself in my car, <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, you didn't have the guy you always wanted. You didn't, no, whatever, and you still had the peace. Still
0: wasn't sure I was going to Bethel yet. Wasn't sure of the plan. I'm pretty yeah. sure at that point, um, but it didn't matter. I knew I was okay. Yeah. I think that was the big thing, like that roller coaster my whole life, and then I got to the point of being like, everything's always gonna be okay.
1: Yeah, that's
0: it was true. amazing.
1: And yeah, just wrapping it up, we hope that this episode just you know brought context to what we believe maybe gave you some insight or a visual of like, Oh yeah. If we actually looked up to the realities we're in, like we've kind of been sold a lie. Like we've kind of been on a perpetual cycle of destruction and violence and there should be a change. Yeah. And so we hope that, you know, this could make a reset for the things that we're experiencing right now.
0: Yeah. So pretty sure next week we're going to dive into the thought we've kind of touched on it but we want to give you the five things that we believe are robbing you of your identity we're going to unpack them and then hopefully we can shed some light on some things that have helped us combat those five things
1: very good yeah if there's things that you just feel like well how do i how do i move towards something how do i change this
0: sounds fantastic my life or whatever
1: (laughs) it's like well let's talk about the things that are keeping you stuck in the life that you don't want to be in right um so that's what we'll talk about next week. Come come on back. Alright. Have a good week.
0: Bye.